Let's play Global Thermonuclear War. All right. This is an emergency alert. Inbound nuclear missiles have been detected. You have approximately four minutes to find shelter. Communications have been severely disrupted. The number of casualties and the extent of the damage are not yet known. Stay tuned to this channel, stay calm, and stay indoors. This is not a test. The U.S. Pacific Command has detected a missile threat. All personnel will shelter immediately. Please report to the lobby to receive direction to the basement. Once in the basement, bend over, put your head between your legs, firmly hold yourself together, and kiss your ass. Bye-bye, nipples. I'm ready for this. This is the range that was used to test the nuke. Look, look at it. You look at it. Have you got the time? No, no, no. We're back with Galen Windsor. Galen Windsor, and we're talking about the nuclear scare scam. Galen, it seems to me that from what I've heard you say that uh, the scaring of the people is better than a lock and key to keep this stuff out of the hands of those who might be interested in investigating and keeping this valuable material hidden for just an elite few. This is probably the way that it works best. And so then the secret was to keep from letting other people know that it could be handled because first of all, we weren't accepted by the community and the materials that we were working with, they feared but there were certain few people that realized its real worth, its potential to be used in ways other than to support our national defense. Let me assert my firm belief that the only thing we have to fear is... The government of the United States as a whole. Also, you're scaring the kids. Am I? I'm in trouble, Mr. Potter. I need help. Just thinking about uh, what makes people fearful. And this is going to be a series of podcasts, three in a row, covering this subject of the fear factors. You can look at uh, three big ones. Certainly there are a multitude to choose from. And... We're going to crank it off by looking at the nuke scare, as you heard from the introductory quote from a man named Galen Windsor. Interesting thing about this gentleman is that he is not on Wikipedia for all the things that he's done. So I invite you to look at another source if you want to find out more about this gentleman. He's the guy that's famous for eating a spoonful of radioactive quote unquote plutonium and swimming in the cooling rod swimming pools and exposing this old nuky nuke nuke thing I'm going to touch on three things here during this podcast including nuclear technology or actually the non-existence thereof 
a personified character from biblical writ called the devil or Satan. And we're going to wrap it up by talking about death. And when I think about being fearful of anything, it's usually because I don't understand something, or certainly was in the past. A lack of understanding or lack of familiarity can bring about fear in certain people. And not knowing how to react may necessitate even more misunderstanding and apprehension of the subject at hand. So let's talk about fake nuclear technology. A couple of types of uh, magic pseudoscience in this, a division of an atom and then a union of two atoms. Technology that the great Einsteinian leaders of the era before this nuclear nightmare did not even think could coalesce and actually occur. Yeah, the great mind said, no dice on that, but I digress. Before we get too far into this, think back to the latest nuclear news, January of 2018, when the Hawaiian paradise was threatened with a bomb incoming. Just after 8 a.m. in Hawaii, pandemonium in paradise. Hysteria triggered by a false alarm. The terrifying message screamed across cell phones throughout the state. Ballistic missile threat inbound to Hawaii. Seek immediate shelter. This is not a drill. Do you remember that or has it been buried in the news too long? Knowing that emergency managers have been telling people here in Hawaii that there is only a 20-minute span between the time a missile would be launched from North Korea to the time it would make it here and make impact here in Hawaii. is a very short time for people to figure out what to do and to take shelter. Okay, so let's recap here. In the Times to watch two-thirds of an episode of Gilligan's Island, this imaginary nuki nuke is being lobbed from little nation of Hollywood sets and hand-me-downs to land in Honolulu. 20 minutes. Do you know how long 20 minutes is for the North American Air Defense Command? to turn off their television from watching Gilligan's Island lean over to the control panel to send an imaginary nuki nuke nuke to meet this thing in the sky somewhere in between and blow it all to shit them come 20 minutes you don't think they know with their technology when something is launched all over these six islands they call the globe. Uh, hmm, what time does Bewitch come on? On the other hand, we were to immediately launch an all-out and coordinated attack on all their airfields and missile bases, we'd stand a damn good chance of catching them with their pants down. But you have to ask yourself, why 
Hawaii as the target of this fake nuki nuke test. Well, imagine what would have happened had they targeted Boston or Austin or even uh, Kansas anymore, anyone. Then a mainland test of an incoming nuke with all of the peripheral populations nearby would have been sent into such a harem scarum panic it would have bled throughout the entire um, to use their word nation but by fake alarming nuking an island isolated to itself where the only people that can really be scared are the neighboring sharks and a few octopi as they occupy the brains and minds and hearts of these poor people. Well, you can see now why this isolated test was done in the paradise of little old lonely Hawaii. <laughs> but let's not get ahead of ourselves. That was January 13th, Saturday, 2018, when the uh, scareful airwaves <laughs> scared the shit out of the 50th state in the United States. Why don't we think back more to August of 1945? I remember the movie, The um, Attack of the 50-Foot Woman, <laughs> dosed with some type of radiation, and then, of course, Godzilla, the king of monsters. Dr. Bruce Banner of the Incredible Hulk was overdosed with gamma radiation in a mythical explosion in a mythical comic book series. I am a god, you dull creature, and I will not be bullied by that. Puny god. So these nuclear radiative properties seem to be pretty devastating, even in fiction. The third weapon of the bomb is radioactivity, thrown off at the instant of explosion. However, the majority of people exposed to radiation recovered completely, including a large percentage of those who suffered serious radiation sickness. Today, they lead normal lives. They bear children. Their children are normal. These, then, are the weapons of the atom bomb that we must protect against. And the one thing I just can't get out of my mind is the fact that all this was kind of the pre fear to let everybody know that when these atomic bombs did come into fruition there's going to be this funky little thing called fallout which of course is the uh, residual radiation but what is so weird is in Hiroshima and Nagasaki Japan in 1945 these two so-called bombs were dropped above the cities to shower down the 
destruction. And supposedly, the fallout would have a residual effect on the land masses for nigh on thousands of years. For various authorities believe that buried somewhere under the polar ice cap, in a state of suspended animation, are the awesome creatures, the leviathans that roamed the earth at the dawn of time. And under certain conditions, a nuclear explosion can free one from his icy tomb. You know what a radioactive isotope is? No, but if it can be loaded, I can fire it. I'll load it. Just remember one thing. This is the only isotope of its kind this side of Oak Ridge, so you can't miss. That was the scuttlebutt, at least, before these were dropped, and everybody found out they were picking up pieces that weekend. And it didn't seem to have a lot of uh, uh, spray. Certainly was a skunky little operation there. Pretty girl at three o'clock. Over. Pilot to navigator. Row, row. Over. Roger. We'll go. <laughs> I pierce you with the ek ek of love, flower pot. And of course, the persons in charge of reporting these terrible effects of these nuclear furnaces from on high. We're military reporters. Now, do you think they had some type of uh, narrative agenda to uphold? Yes, sir. We have kept the narrative, sir. We have told all these people that there were atomic bombs, sir. Yeah, well, you kind of got to go along to get along on that one, or you're going to find yourself, uh, I don't know. Maybe inside a shell casing yourself, <laughs> sent to the bottom of the ocean. But you get the picture. War is hellacious, and there are no rules in war, except perhaps the rules of engagement. So lying your ass off and having your enemy do much the same is the order of the day. These poor Japanese people that were left after the terrible bombs, plural from the fortresses above, just like they did in Tokyo. And blam blasting the two cities, and then the... Yeah, come over here, I mean, let me talk to you for a second. Now, you survived this. This is a noble cause. I want you to play like you got nuked. Tell everybody you got nuked. Describe these fireballs. We're gonna pay you some money. It's for a noble purpose. We're gonna end this war. So, of course, the Japanese citizens. I mean, what else are they going to do? You just bomb the shit out of their city. I'm going to make them an offer they can't refuse. And now you're going to pay them money to go with the narrative. Well, as we say in Latin, unicus mesotatus. Yeah, what a mess. Yeah, well, you know, that's how that happened. Now, all you really needed to pull off this fake nuke mythological fear porn is to get the buy-in of the survivors because the military took it from there. Uh, top secret, who's going to go in there and say, hey, you know, these are these, there's nothing in these bombs. I mean, they look pretty impressive, but I don't see how they're going to work. And until billions of dollars spent in Oak Ridge, Los Alamos, all of these participating secret cities of operation, loose lips sink ships. So, I can't tell you what we're up to. Manhattan Project, 
Fat Man. Little boy. I'm Batman. I am Iron Man. <sighs> so, what happened was they just needed to stage this one or two fake bombs. Pay off the people who knew better in the war and begin the fear. And you mean to tell me coming up on almost 80 years, there's not been a single atomic blast or nuclear explosion anywhere except on the celluloid silver screen? The 80s were a time of doomsaying and fear of looming atomic war. So what better time to flood the media with movies about horrible nuclear destruction? Yeah, I think Tom Cruise has seen more uh, explosions than all the military combined as far as that's concerned. And not even an accidental going off or a terrorist with some kind of a suitcase nuke. And then they got the football, the biscuit, and they got these codes. It's just ridiculous. It's so easy though to propagate as a story because it's so secretive. Who's going to be able to counteract the story when it's all kept so secret? Well, there was one person who seems to be trying to expose this myth. Play a little bit of that uh, testimonial from a guy named Galen Windsor, if that's truly his real name. But still, what he has to say is very interesting. Give it a listen. Let's talk about Three Mile Island. What really happened there? We've heard all kinds of stories about meltdown, and they made movies on it uh, that uh, this meltdown could melt right through the earth, clear through to China, and, uh, and we've seen a lot of scare stories. What really happened at Three Mile Island? Do you know what really happened there? Yes, I do. I followed that one very closely. In fact, I know the guys personally who wrote the script for China Syndrome and also wrote the script for the Three Mile Island fiasco. Dale Breidenbaugh, Dick Hubbard, and Greg Miner, who used to work with me at General Electric, are the MBH associates that wrote that China Syndrome script. And not only that, remember that was the time China Syndrome came out, Jane Fonda starring. Fourteen months ahead of the TMI-2 accident, it was predicted in writing in New York State that that accident would happen one year from the date that that Three Mile Island 2 reactor started up. It started up in March 1978, and it went down March 28, 1979, right on the day, one year anniversary. In other words, with 14 months advance notice, the industry still went along with the sham. Do you know what the NRC's worst nightmare is? Galen Windsor and Tom Hall in the TMI-2 control room for an hour by themselves. <laughs> you know why people that know laugh? These crazy guys from Hanford would have started that baby up and showed that it would run. We'd have started it up, and they were afraid of us. So there was no accident at Three Mile Island? No, they did it on purpose. Very interesting. Can nuclear radiation cause mutation in people and animals? Uh, uh, if a cell gets too much radiation, it dies. And so if it is uh, a sperm or an oocyte, why, they die. They don't reproduce, and there are no mutations. As you can see, it's a pretty well-orchestrated affair to keep this thing tight-lipped. You know, people are at loss of losing their lives, forget their jobs, if they would say otherwise. 
Interestingly enough, if you Wikipedia this Galen Windsor person, you can't find really hardly anything. So either that speaks to a real secretive cover-up, or he could just be faking it himself. But the bottom line is the things that you just heard are quite interesting in light of the fact that we've not had a single nuclear incident as far as an explosion is concerned in almost 80 years. Yeah, we had this Chernobyl thing. Again, cordoned off. Nobody allowed in there but certain people. Yeah, we had this Three Mile Island incident. It was really just trial run for a motion picture. And then the uh, 2011 Japanese Fukushima, Fukushima, Fuka, Fuka, Fuka. Fuked up, all right. Meltdown, sort of speak. No generators worked, and these reactors started to get really hot. Well, you know, all this radiative fish seems to have gone by the wayside, and you can get a good kettle now with. Not that much in it. So now we've come to this nuclear fear pornographic age where we have this mutually assured destruction a la War Games motion picture starring Matthew Broderick from the 80s where the computer comes to the conclusion that, uh, well, nobody's going to win, really. Shall we play a game? Oh, love to. How about global thermonuclear war? Wouldn't you prefer a good game of chess? So everybody keeps their buttons covered and nobody's going to throw the first lob and end everything? Yeah, they say they can blow up the world like 50, 60, 70, 100 times over with all these bombs laying around. And uh, I don't think that's true. I mean, that would, that would make the creator look like some kind of a dumbass. You know, I'm going to make all these humans and allow them to make technology that's going to blow up my earth. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, especially when you think about the fact that the earth is infinite in its consistency. Anyway, you can't blow up infinity, right? That's going to be another podcast later on. We'll talk more about that later. Just suffice it to say that nuclear technology and the bombs, the threat thereof, all this gets in the minds of the public and fear is generated. Every time there's some kind of a national incident, you wonder who's going to, who's going to be crazy enough to push that bomb button. Oh, lordy, lordy, I hope it's not us. Where are we going to go? We're going to dig into the ground dig right into the ground even though the whole world's gonna blow up 50 times over you're gonna dig your head in the ground it's just it's maddening maddening i tell you hey mad mutually assured deception so we're gonna wrap this up here and uh hide the fuses uh, <laughs> i tell you what man I, you know, humanity and all of its wisdom just uh amazes me all the time so um nookie nook bye bye 
Next time, we're going to visit another fear, pornographic mind screw of a different kind. We're going to be looking into this imaginary personified evil character called the devil. Yeah. Did you know there's a special section of hell reserved for bullies? So have fun. Hopefully we won't be lost in the deep blue sea as we cover the subject. Thanks for tuning in this week. And also thanks once again to our stunning support crew from New Airwaves Audio Productions. If you'd like to be a sponsor, you can contact us through the email. Click here podcast at gmail.com that link is provided for you when you saw this podcast have a great week everyone and we'll see you next time here on click here my name is art stimmel thanks
came out launching no hell. It's like an atom bomb. Where they come? You're listening to the Click Here Podcast, brought to you by New Airwaves Audio Productions. Mm-hmm.